Ladies, hello, hello. We get to jump into today's topic and talking about selfish is not, <laughs> yeah, selfish. Let's start again. <laughs> Self-care is not selfish. It is biblical. And that's what we get to talk about today. And I want to share with you what just God continues to impress upon me. And so honestly, in preparing for this, there is so much to this topic that I know I won't be able to cover it all today. And so I created a, or I will, um, I, I right now there are notes. So if you want notes, then type notes below and I'll give you the scriptures that he continues to bring front of mind for me for this topic, as well as some kind of question prompts for you to journal and, uh, really take this in for yourself. So uh, when you see me looking down today, I'm, I'm looking at my notes because I want to make sure that I deliver this message well, because the reason this is so important is because it is almost counterintuitive to what society has told us and kind of conditioned us to believe, either from the standpoint of self-care is selfish or you might be in a pattern or have had a pattern in the past where you are said with love a little bit of a people pleaser. You have a lot of yeses to give out and you are the last person that you say yes to. And the reason it's important to understand why self-care and creating that time is not only not selfish, but it is actually biblical so that you have the foundation, the understanding, the justification to talk over whether it's your own self, like stinking thinking is what I call it, or something that's being put upon you by other people so that you are able to set appropriate boundaries with your time, with your yeses. I talked about that. We won't talk about that today, but when you learn how to, we were talking about this within my, my coaching community, when you learn how to build the right vision, right? There's, there's a, a method to that there's in in coordination with what God has revealed to you, right? When you have the right vision with the right goals and the right priorities and values laid out, when you're clear on them and you use that as a filter, then you get be better at your yeses so and at your nos so that then you realize you definitely have time to care for yourself. And as you will hear me say over and over again that you are buying your time back when you care for yourself because you can't give what you don't have. So we have this feeling as if we can just keep giving, 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 giving. But if you aren't making time to give to yourself, to refill, to refuel in mind, body, and spirit, then you are running at, on fumes. So like I always say, because I know it to be true, because I know like tri attracts like, is I know that you are a powerful Christian woman, powerful from the sense of you're strong. We all have imposter syndromes, just so you know, at every stage of whether you're like a mom or an entrepreneur making six figures or an entrepreneur making seven figures. Everyone has some form of imposter syndrome, but you have a level of confidence that has gotten you to where you are. So you are strong and you're creating all of these things. And yet still, no matter where you are at or what season you are in, 
until we address this root of understanding that taking care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit is actually the best thing that you can do for yourself and for others, then you'll the struggle of letting life get in the way or giving out all the yeses to everybody else and you have none left to give to yourself, it is only going to hinder your walk. We talked about hindrance and capacity at other episodes, but when you think about you are created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose, you have a call on your life that only you can give. If you don't step into that and step out in faith, then what you are meant to do while you are here on earth will never happen. And you are likely doing the thing. You are likely in motion and in action. So then it's to what extent are you going to fulfill that potential? And it is so critically important. I'm telling you, these, this is, and I can say this with such confidence because it truly is not about me. It's not about, um, yes, I love working with the women that I work with and I love coaching and I love that I get to do that on a daily basis. But it doesn't, if whether we work together or not, you, it is so important for you to understand this, that you have a unique call on your life and that only you can live it out. So, you get to step into that, right? It's just like the man at the well. God is going to give us the ability to do things, but he is not going to do it for us. The reason he does not do it for us is because whatever you need to go through, he already knows what it is that you will experience. He already knows the choices you will make. He already knows the times that you will be in lock and step with him and the times where you're like veer off, whether you are conscious about it or unconscious about it and then realize it later. He already knew all of those things and you, and yet he put this vision on your life because you were specifically called to live it. And so then you get to look at how do I do my part? Because that is all he is asking for you, of you. And one of the things that is so commonly overlooked at a societal level and or like misconstrued by the enemy, enemy God revealed to me uh, recently to use these terms is, is three parts. It is Satan himself, but it is also ourselves, our own flesh works against us. And then, of course, society, whether it be us worried about the opinions of others or whatever is in or whatever is the culture or whatever has been spoken over you or whatever the norm is. Right. And so those three things work against us. So we get to dive into his word to be brought back to his truth and his foundation of what he says is the importance of your own well-being, the importance of caring for yourself in mind, body, and spirit. Fair enough? So I'm going to jump straight into some scriptures. And uh, I said this at the beginning, but I'll say it again. As you are joining, by the way, welcome, welcome. No matter what format you are listening to, if you're joining me live, then comment live below. If you're listening on this on replay, type replay below. If you're listening in the podcast episode, I would love to connect with you. There'll be a link in the um, the show notes for connecting with us on our Facebook groups so that you can join me on these lives um, and so much more, right? But I'll circle back in terms of coming back to comments later this afternoon. Every time I say circle back, not to total... Total squirrel moment. But every time I say circle back, I can't I can't do it anymore because it became a thing in the United States, a meme that was not a positive one. So anyway, um, th- let me dive into God's word. See, <laughs> this is self 
Hey Trish, this is self working against me. It's my, my mind that wants to be distracted every once in a while. So let me bring us back to God's word. So the first scripture that I want to look at today is um, related to our physical body. And I have a few scriptures to get through again uh, today. So if you want the notes, type notes below and I'll send these over to you. Um, give me a couple of days. I'll send it over to you probably this weekend because today and tomorrow is packed for me. I don't know about you guys, but it's packed with awesomeness. Um, and then, of course, be sure that you stay tuned to the end. I also didn't share with you guys yet that uh, October is my birthday month. And so I've just been thinking about that. And truly, my heart is a heart of service. And how can I give? And how can I do all these things? And and in my quiet time with God, I'm like, he is undownloading and revealing and unveiling. And all I got to say is stay to the end and or hopefully you're on my email list. All right. So. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So I hope you guys don't mind if we like really dive into God's word today and really think about looking at scripture through a new lens, right? A new lens and or maybe you've looked at this this way before. Definitely some of this you've heard before if you've been following me for a long time. And also, I know how many of you guys can relate to this. Give me a two if you're in the comments and two if you can relate to like you could read verse for 20 years and then you read it again and it's a new level of understanding or a new iteration or a new perspective based on the lens that you are seeing it through in this season of your life. And God has really been revealing some stuff to me um, in my own personal time and, and um, I feel called to share, share uh, pieces of it with you guys looking at some very familiar scriptures. But on this one, 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. And please understand, like none of this is coming from a place of condemnation or trying to guilt or, or anything like that. For those of you that don't, aren't familiar with me, I'm Coach Rebecca Tabert. I have my own transformation story from 20 years ago. Um, I went from atheist to a, a corporate, a, a corporate girl, overweight, atheist to Jesus-loving, fiercely fit and an entrepreneur for 13 years. And over the last 13 years, I've had the honor of helping countless men and women transform their physical bodies into some extent their, for sure, their, their lifestyles. And I am so grateful for that role that I played in that season with the help of an amazing team. And over the last two years, he has called me to specifically work with Christian women, usually entrepreneurs and executives, to really help create true transformation in mind, body, and spirit that is sustainable so that you are then positioned to best live out that unique calling. And so that now my coaching and my programs are all rooted in his word. <clears throat> so that's why it's for Christian women specifically. So with this first verse, 
1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, or do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? We've probably heard that verse so many times. And you've heard me say this before if you've been around for a while, but I truly believe God has shared with me over the last couple of years. This is just my opinion, the message that he's given to me. You can take it in, weigh it for what it is for you. But I think our churches do not talk about this enough because it really is a hard conversation to have in a church setting. Using the United States as an example where over 70%, over 70% of the United States is overweight, over 70%. This is a controllable um, aspect of life. And a lot of times, and I also have like... (laughs) I'm losing some of my buffers because I, it is never my intention to offend, but I get to speak truth through a heart of love and kindness because someone needs to be talking about the truth. And the truth is to the extent in which you're carrying extra weight is to the extent in which you're increasing your risk for disease, including the virus that has been occurring over the last couple of years, including mental health, all the things that we talk about when it, my word is kingdom fit. When we talk about being a woman that is kingdom fit, we are fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit so that we are best positioned to experience that depth and intimacy with God so that we then are very clear and certain on our unique given mission and calling for life and so that we are then strengthened and empowered to walk that mission, that calling out because it is not for the light of heart. So in order to be able to carry the weight of it, the honor of it, the glory of it, you must be positioned to be strong enough to be able to carry it and walk it out, to face the resistance and keep pressing forward, to go through the adversity, whatever is happening, because there are people that are dependent on you being able to live out your unique calling. Amen? So that's what we get to focus on. And unfortunately, because of that, one of the reasons I think is because in the United States, over 70% means that a lot of our pastors are going to also have this as one of their struggles. A lot of our pastors are not going to prioritize health. You might've heard me speak about this before. I get to attend a couple different churches and two local churches, one pastor is very fit, one pastor is not. One pastor minimizes even jokes about his own physical well-being and the other is very, uh, you know, talks about being strong and fit and, and all those things. He does not, I think probably because he's male and it's a hard conversation to have, he does not directly address the challenges associated with carrying extra weight, the health risks associated with carrying extra weight, the way that being uncomfortable in our body actually even gets in the way of our personal relationship with God. This is my opinion, but I will tell you that whenever, it doesn't matter what it is, and I think we're afraid to have these conversations when it comes to weight specifically, because the actions, the habits, the physical, like it, 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 a lot of times, not for all people, because you can be thin and be super unhealthy, right? But for a lot of people, it shows up as a physical result. And so no one wants to make someone feel bad or be called out in a group setting. One of the rules that we had, um, and I still do to this day, is that you praise in public, you correct 
privately. And so when it's something that is like a physical reflection of a struggle, then it's really difficult to have that conversation in a group setting. So unfortunately, then it's just not talked about at all in those settings where it is the one place that it should be talked about the most because God's word is clear. It's not just about the weight on the scale. It's not just about feeling great in your jeans. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. There's nothing wrong with wanting six pack abs or feeling confident at the beach. Whatever it is that you want, there's no shame in that want either. It's not vain. If you have it as a want or a desire and you're doing your part in your personal relationship with God, then that want, that desire is for you, right? If you just want to feel amazing in your body and be able to move well, then that is for you. Makes sense? But not as long as it's not your want is not hindered because you feel like you just can't because you have not been there yet or because of the pattern you've had in the past. Because your pattern of the past never has to define your future. You get to choose moment by moment what lies ahead of you. Amen? So let me come back to this understanding that this physical well-being and or the distraction of maybe feeling uncomfortable in your own body, the distraction of every single morning having to go through three or five outfit changes. Can you, like one day of having to do that is challenging enough. Maybe that means that that's an extra 30 minutes in your closet. Maybe that means that now the seed is planted of not feeling good enough or not feeling as secure as you could, or you talk about confidence in terms of degrees of confidence, right? And so maybe your, your confidence is like chipped down that one day. And that's if it's only one day. So the compounding effect of of experiencing that day after day after day, of course it's going to wear on you until you normalize it, until you just justify it because you get tired of like really trying to contemplate it or trying to fix it because you probably tried a lot of things and they haven't worked for you in the past, right? So there's all of these things that come into play. And I 100% understand it is so relatable to so many women And one of the things that's hard is that you probably think that you're alone. You probably think that you're struggling by your own. You probably feel like you're trying to make all of these things happen and not trying. You are. You are doing. You're making all of these these things happen. And yet you feel some sort of guilt or shame with not being able to get your health and your well-being together. Can I tell you, part of the guilt and the shame is because it's hidden, because it's kept quiet, because it's not talked about. When reality is, can I tell you how many women have come to me over the last 13 years expressing the same things, feeling uncomfortable in their own body, knowing that their husband loves them, but they don't feel comfortable. So it's affect their intimacy and their relationship, feeling distracted by food throughout the day. How much time and attention is that taking away from you? Just having this sense of not feeling at your best or low energy. How is that impacting your day to day? All of these things come back. All of them are real. All of them are common and they don't need to be Sister, you were not called to live a common life. You were called to be set apart, to live an uncommon life, to live an extraordinary life. Hey, Sherry, thanks for the loves and the hearts and thumbs up. So it comes back to if you are not currently experiencing that, what is getting in your way and your physical well-being is literally standing between you and that next level of experiencing uh, that intimacy with God. Because a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of the women that come to me struggle with going to food instead of going to God. It's not 
by mistake that they come to me because that was my battle for so long. I was just talking this morning about one of my amazing clients. I was talking with her and just reminded, like, isn't it interesting that God has us so often go through whatever he has uniquely called us to equip and empower other women or whatever your segment is, right? Whenever we're called to equip and empower in some form or fashion, a lot of times it's based on what he walked us through, right? And But understanding, so sidetracked, <laughs> understanding that it is so important to be able to get to the place where you are really understanding and respecting and honoring your body. Look at me. I'm just looking at the time. I'm like, I am not going to get through this. We're already on one verse. So I am going to wrap up in about 15 minutes, but if you are wanting the notes from this and you're wanting to go deeper into this, type notes below and I'll send this over to you in the next couple of days. So the second verse is 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple are you? Now, I honestly need to do more study on what this is referencing in terms of God will destroy you. I don't think we're going to be destroyed because we are believers of Jesus Christ. Our salvation is already guaranteed. But to what extent, if we are not honoring our body by feeding our body well, by doing the things that are going to promote that self-care, right? It's not just about foods. There are a lot of other factors that come into play. And we'll be talking about this over the next couple of weeks. By the way, this is day one of becoming kingdom fit. So we will be talking about this over the next, over this next month, right? There's a lot of factors that come into play when it is, when we want to look at how do we honor our body, but we need to start with the understanding of why this is so important. We'll talk more about the how later. Right now, let's set the foundation of God's word telling us it is not selfish. It is his word. It is part of his call on your life. It is part of his, I want to say, command for us is to take care of ourselves. Like, and when the more you dive into this and the more you understand of whose you are and who you are, the less you will tolerate things that are like just not for you. Like it's just pat overly packaged foods for the, for example, like it's not going to heal or help your body. It doesn't mean you have to give it up always and ever, but what is your normal? What is your habits? Right. And we'll talk about it in um, day three or four. We'll talk also about Sabbath love, some of the, the reasons, aka excuses, women allow to get in their way. And the reason I'm going to talk about this is because you think it's because you have a busy schedule. You think it's because of this that you can't do that. But that's not the issue. There are plenty of people that manage like using busy schedules as an example, busy schedules or unpredictable schedules, and they still live a healthy and fit life. There's nothing special or unique about them that you can't figure out also. So it's not the schedule, right? So we'll talk about that again on, I think it's day two or day three. So let's look at defile. Defile, and this is another under, like new revelation of verses. When we look at that word, if anyone defiles the temple of God, the temple being our body, defile is like and other definitions are desecrate 
or profane, which I found interesting coming up. But the commonality between the two is disrespect. And I think that this new understanding is that we work so hard to love and respect other people, and yet we don't see the importance of respecting ourselves first. And if we are not respecting ourselves by our choices, then do we really expect those around us to respect and love us and honor us? Right? We work so hard. It's not intentional. Like you're not wrong. There's no shame in this conversation whatsoever. I have 100% been guilty of it, still guilty of it sometimes, like not doing what I know would be best for my body, right? Whether it's, I don't, you know, thank God I finally have real, real food freedom, but maybe for me now it's staying up late or not getting enough sleep, right? When you're not honoring and respecting your body because you're minimizing the things that honor it. Let me say that again and get my mind around it too. It's not intentional disrespect. It shows up as minimizing what respect could look like, what respect would look like. It's minimizing the things that are pulling away from the highest value and honor you could possibly give the body that God gave you. You have one body for the rest of your life. And you actually also define the quality and the length of that life based on how you are caring for your body today. You don't get to be 70, 75 and go, oh, wait. I mean, it's never too late to start. But what if you started at 60? What if you started at 50? What if you started at 40? How much better would you, your physical body, the vessel that's going to carry you through life, How much better will it be if you start today and stop saying tomorrow, stop saying someday, stop saying Monday, stop saying when life gets less busy. Life's always going to be busy. There's always going to be a holiday. There's always going to be a birthday. There's always going to be a natural event occurring. There's always going to be things that will try and pull you away from center, that will try and pull you away from the basic. And it's not basic at all. It's foundational. And if we aren't taking care of the foundation, nothing else will stand for any length of time. Making sense? All right. So going back to defile, it's not intentional. It's not like you're meaning to like abuse your body. It's the degree in which you're caring for your physical body. We're only going to get through body today. I have notes on mind and spirit too. <clears throat> this next verse is Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And again, not perfect, but are you doing your part to, tr- like, do you see the, the difference between just kind of taking our physical body for granted and or using all of the other reasons that the enemy, society, or even your own stinking thinking gives you for not making time for it now versus 
cherishing it as a gift and caring for it every single day so that it lasts at a quality that is going to carry you through. Not even just last, but truly it all ties back to, are you able to show up as the, your best possible self each and every day? Because if you are hindered by not feeling 100%, not feeling physically comfortable in your body, being distracted by food all day, having brain fog or distraction or running yourself on ragged, we've talked before about to some extent if you're eating uh, you know, predominantly packaged processed food, you've normalized how you feel. So you might not even know that you have a whole nether gear in you when you align your health. When you align your health, it means even more is ahead of you. It means even more is for you because you will be better positioned to be able to discern God's voice, to be able to show up as your best self each and every day. It is a, every day that we are given is a gift. And yesterday is the day that the Lord has made. And yes, we get to rejoice in it. And yes, also we get to do our part. Our part in rejoicing it is not just of forcing ourselves to look at all the things in gratitude, but our physical body starts to drive our mental awareness and our ability to regulate our emotion, which then drives the choices we make that day, drives the belief, drives the confidence, drives the resilience. It all ties together, sister. I hope this is landing for you. Give me a landing in the comments if this is landing for you. So the next part of Romans 1-2 is, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yes, I see all the notes for the notes. <laughs> Keep typing notes below, whether it's live or replay, and I will send them to you. Or if you're listening on the podcast later, um, you, I'll drop a link so that you can do the same and request these notes. So what I want to understand here is that this second verse, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, so often... Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, I, yeah, we're, I'm thinking as I am talking because it's just really hitting like the heaviness, even in this moment, as I speak it again, it's like we are to not be conformed of this world. And so often, again, we think about this verse in terms of like our thinking and be kind and be loving and be faithful and do all these things, but our physical body, right? Like, and I truly believe that's part of what, like everybody has a unique calling and every unique calling is just as important. Part of my mission and my call in life is to truly revolutionize the understanding for Christian women to present themselves, to not be conformed by looking like everyone else. So if we're in a society where over 70% is overweight, again, no shame at all, been there, struggled, wrote the t-shirt, probably need to write the book, right? I get it. So there's no shame and no condemnation. And now what? What is your next choice, right? 
because our physical well-being, I truly believe we are called to be set apart, not just in all the things we've been taught, but understanding that our physical well-being, our health, like God called for us to have abundance in health. And I have to say this right here, right now, because I've heard it too many times. Women will tell me, well, my blood work came back, so I'm okay. My blood work came back good, so I'm okay right now but they're 50, 75 pounds overweight. Just because the standard of your blood work says that you're okay now, I pray that you get with a doctor that can have some truth and say, this is your increased risk because of that. So that does not, that's still conforming to the world. That's conforming to a standard that's not meant for you. You are called for more. And you are able for more. And if it's hard, it, of course it's hard to do on your own, right? Being able to, I did an episode on the five myths um, or the five beliefs that will keep, I forget what the name was, but basically the five beliefs that will stand between you and being able to be the best yourself. And one of those is feeling as if I should, quote unquote, air quotes for those of you that are listening and not watching, I should be able to do this on my own. If you should, then you would have already, right? There is no shame in needing help. God calls us to be in community, right? So I'm going to go with, what time are we at? 11.09. I'm going to go with one final kind of light verse. <laughs> and then I'm going to wrap it up, type notes at the bottom. If you want the notes, I'll get them over to you in the next couple of days. Um, and then we'll continue this on because we've only begun to start today. We've talked about the mind or we've talked about the physical body um, from God's word. And we still get to talk about uh, our mind and spirit as well. So the last verse that I'll leave it with you is even 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And again, this is one scripture pulled out of a you know chapter. And so it's not for shame. It's not, you'll hear me say that over and over and over again, because I dealt with shame for so long and I never want to place that on you. I never want that to be perceived. And so I pray by God's, I pray before I even get on here. But once again, I just pray that my words be his words and that you hear what you need to hear. And I get that not everyone will get it. And I get this will be controversial for some and that's okay. It just means you aren't ready to receive it yet. And that's okay. I'm going to love you anyway. Right? But understanding as simple as what we eat or drink doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean never having something that might be whatever, like other ways of teaching might teach you that some things are bad or off limits. We don't, I don't teach that at all in my programs. We talk about um, being able to have, truly have food freedom is knowing that you truly can have whatever you want. Um, there's just a process in deciding, does it really, what's the motive behind the want? And does this align with what I want in this moment? Or does it align with what I want long-term and what's more important to me? So there's a whole process behind that. But it goes back to, again, the final verse for today, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So I don't think it's every single individual thing that you drink or eat, but I think it's 
I want to look at it from the concept of even what we put into our bodies, what we allow into our physical bodies. Is it leading us to greater health, right? On the overall spectrum, not at the accumulative of choices. Are they leading us to health or are they leading us to dis-ease? There's no middle ground. There just isn't in life. It, you're not just like, it's never stagnant. You're always momentum. Like you might not feel like it, but you are. That's one of the things that I get to teach too, because I know you sister overachievers. We really take time to recognize and celebrate our progress and our wins along the way. The progress and the wins have the same compounding effect as the choices, individual choices that steer us towards dis-ease, dis comfort. And so it's the cumulative effect of our choices that matter most. And so is, are you making those choices that honor your body, right? And it truly isn't just about our physical body. It is about mind, body, and spirit. So we'll pick up this conversation at another time. If you want the notes, drop notes below. I will tell you, I told you I would share with you at the end, um, and I will send something out either, uh, no, I will send it out Saturday. Um, October is my birthday month, and so I've been praying and processing how to celebrate, and one of the things that I know I'm going to do is I want to commit to helping 20 women finish the year strong, kingdom fit with strength and power in mind, body, and spirit, and so... If that is something that you think that you're interested in, type strong below and we'll connect and or make sure you're on my email list and you can hear more about the details and who it's for and who it's not for uh, this Saturday. All right, guys. Love you. Talk soon. Enjoy an amazing day. And yes, of course, I am praying. I have so many um, friends and uh, clients that are either in Florida or have friends and family in Florida Um, and I know that for some, they are leaning strong into faith and, um, have a, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And some our our nature is to feel stressed and anxious and worried, like, gosh, man, yeah, that would be so hard for me too. Like I just being real, like when you're, it's really easy when you're on the other side of the country to say like, yeah, lean into faith and everything will be okay and 828 and, and all, that's really easy to say and I know it's really, really hard to apply when you're in the midst of it or you're directly impacted. So um, I stand with you and pray. I'm prayer. I'm praying for you and over you. Um, I see you, Kathy. I'd love to connect with you. Um, so with that, I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. Bye.